Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. But we're going to get into the word now. So if you open up your Bibles and turn to Hebrews 11 verse 8. Hebrews 11 verse 8. If you don't have your Bibles with you, that's okay. We've got it covered. You can look up on the screen. So Hebrews 11 verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Even though he did not know where he was going, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was able to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man who was as good as dead came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashores. Tonight, I want to talk with you for the next few minutes about a slow burn, about a slow burn. But let's begin with prayer. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that the prayers that have gone forth for months, Father, are here actually happening tonight. Father, I thank you that you speak through me. It's not my words on a page, Father, but you speak through me to the ladies tonight, Father. I ask that you open up our hearts, you open up our minds, you open up our ears to hear exactly what you would have us to hear. Change us, Father, so that we walk away different than we came in. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place We thank you for your presence, and we know you're going to do great and amazing things. And everybody that agreed said, amen. Amen. You know, what does it mean to be on fire? What does it mean to be a girl on fire? You hear that a lot in church, oh, I'm on fire, or look at him, he's on fire, or she's on fire. But what does it really mean to be on fire? You know, you might look around this room tonight, or maybe you've watched the singers in worship, and you obviously see that there's women around you that are on fire. They're on fire with the glory of God. Maybe you looked at someone and you think, man, she's a bonfire of faith. Or maybe you watched the person next to you worship, or you came with someone and you thought, man, they're full of the glory of God. She's on fire tonight. Or maybe you're here tonight and you think, on fire? I am not on fire. I can barely share my testimony with anyone. I can barely get up the courage to tell my coworker about the Lord. On fire? I'm just so tired all day, every day. I would love to be on fire, but I got my husband, I got my kids, I got this to do, I got that to do. On fire? Who has time to be on fire? I know sometimes we can walk into church or we can walk into an event like this and we feel like we're surrounded by Joyce Myers or we're surrounded by women on fire. But you know what, maybe tonight you have a fire that is very much like what we read about in the scripture. It's the fire that Sarah had and it's a slow burn. It's a slow burning fuse. You know, I'm a a very visual person. And I like visuals because they help remind me of things better. They help remind me of the word that I've heard or the word that I've been taught. And when I think of a slow burn, this is what I think about, or this is what I think of. 
dynamite. Too fun. You know, when I told the team that this is what my message was gonna be on was dynamite, this is what they gave me. I'm not really sure why they wouldn't give me the real thing, but um, I, I think it's because they don't trust me with the fire and everything. Did you love that fire dancer? That was so fun. That was special. We didn't tell anybody because we didn't want to have to ask for permission. We thought, we'll say sorry later. But I did it just for y'all because I thought it was so fun. But you know, I have this dynamite here and we all know how dynamite works. You know, I could light this fuse. I could light this long, tiny piece of string. And you know what? The, the, the glow or the burn that it gave off would barely be visible across the room. I could light it and you know what? It wouldn't be bright enough to warm your hands against. It wouldn't be bright enough to illuminate this space right here where I'm sta standing. But you know what? The end result of this fuse changes everything. Because when this fuse burns and it reaches the dynamite, it explodes with a force that wipes out everything in its path. This dynamite is used to blast through mountain ranges. This dynamite is used to connect cities. It has a force that is unstoppable. And yet, the fire that precedes it is slow, steady, and seemingly insignificant. What kind of fire is this? Barely there, almost invisible, yet immensely effective. I believe that first of all, there's the fire of faithfulness. This is the fire that you see in chapter 11 of Hebrews. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. You know, we see in the story of Abraham and Sarah, and it's literally decades passing before they even have one child. They're promised that they will have descendants as many as the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore, but yet decades pass before she even gives birth to one child. We see this bonfire of faith that Abraham has and at times, and he's blazing with the glory of God, and he's on fire for God. But ladies, I think we miss half the story if we don't take a close and careful look at the faith of Sarah, because she had a faith of a slow burning fuse. And you have to know that that slow burning fuse was the filter of every single word that her husband had heard from God. Because at this point in the story, what she's receiving is from God to her husband and then to her. And as we examine Sarah's faithfulness tonight, I want you to know that it must have been hard to keep the fuse of faith burning for an explosion that would change the world. You know, I have an older brother and a super crazy father. And when I was growing up, we loved to pop firecrackers for the 4th of July and for New Year's Eve. And you know, Pastor Don and I have these friends and they have a fireworks stand. And last year, my dad found out that these friends could get him some fireworks at a ridiculously low price. So he went crazy with what and how much he bought. My dad loves, anybody that knows him loves, he loves to put on a show wherever he goes. But the scariest thing of all is when you light a firecracker and you back away and you wonder, is that thing still lit? Is that still lit? So what do you do? You tiptoe up 
because that's gonna protect you from everything, right? You tiptoe up and you look and you see, yep, that's still burning. So you don't stand there. You don't stand there and say, it's still burning. Okay, come on, hurry up. What do you do? You hightail it out of there because you know that that fuse is lit and it's gonna explode, right? You know it's burning and something's gonna happen. That fuse is still lit. So have you ever wondered, is your faith still lit? Ladies, have you ever wondered if your faith is still lit? Have you ever wondered if deep down inside of your heart, if you have what it takes for the miracle of God? Do you have what it takes for the miracle that God's promised you on the inside of you? It was that way with Sarah. Can you imagine at the age of 20, at the age of 30, when her and Abraham are talking about, we're gonna have a baby, we've been promised we're gonna have a baby. And so her 20s pass, her 30s pass, her 40s pass, her menopausal 50s pass, her 60s pass, her 70s pass, and so on. And how she must have felt when her husband kept coming home night after night telling her, you, my dear, are going to have a baby. Can you imagine what that must have been like? It's a slow burn of faith. Literally decades have passed before she sees the promise come to pass in her life. You see, true faith is exemplified in faithfulness. The two go hand in hand. If you really have faith, you will be faithful. If you really have faith, ladies, you will be faithful. You see, faith is the ability to still hope in the promise when you can't see the proof. Never mistake God's silence for God's absence. Just because you don't feel God's presence doesn't mean he's not there. Sarah was faithful. Sarah was faithful through the failures of others. Maybe the words that her husband came home and spoke to her were some of the most disillusioning words that she had ever heard year after year. After all, the promise of God is not coming directly to her, it's coming from the Lord to her husband and then to her, and she's supposed to support him. She's been supporting him through some faithless times that he walked through. You know, if you go on and you read the text, it says that he gave her away twice. And you know what, if you give me away once, let me tell you, you ain't gonna have another chance, buddy. (laughs) Sarah was faithful through some very faithless times in her life. So through some very faithless times of others in her life. She was faithful through her own shortcomings. Sarah made mistakes. You know, you can read about her story in the Bible and judge her character and say that she wasn't faithful. She failed, she did. She asked her husband to conceive a child with her maidservant. But the word of God is very clear, that the miracle came to pass because Sarah had faith. She may have fallen, but she picked herself back up and she held on to her promise and she marched forward year after year until she saw the miracle come to pass in her life. She had a slow burn. And then a turning point comes in her life and an angel of the Lord visits her and for the first time, Sarah is included in this conference call with God. The word of God had come to Abraham and now it's coming to her. And you know what she does, ladies? She laughs. See, the kind of faith or true faith still stays ignited when the circumstances seem impossible. This slow burn of faithfulness stays ignited even when to think of God coming through at this point 
after all these years, after all these prayers, after all my tears, after all my midnight prayer sections, at this point, God, really, you're gonna come through at this point? It's laughable. But can I tell you tonight, ladies, that the miracle that God has for your life, they are so big, they are so impossible, that they're going to cause you to laugh at times. Hear me, ladies, for some of you to even think that at this point for your marriage to change, it's laughable. You may be here tonight and you may think for your family to get out of debt and stand on a solid rock of foundation at this point, it's laughable. For you to think tonight that your child can come desperately back, fall desperately back in love with God at this point may be laughable. For your body to be healed from cancer at this point may be laughable. But let me tell you, God doesn't care if, he, if you laugh. All he asks for you to do is believe. And if you hold on, your miracle will come to pass. Sarah laughed, but she held on. She let that slow burning piece of faith burn to a point where it caused an explosion and changed the world. How did she have faith after all that time? The word of God says that she conceived a child and the miracle came to pass. It happened. Hebrews 11, 11 says, by faith, even though Sarah was past childbearing age, was able to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. So let me tell you, when you start to consider the faithfulness of God, it will give you the faith to hold on in the midnight hour. Sarah had faith and it was written in the Bible's history books because it changed the world forever. And how did she do that? How did she get that faith? By considering him faithful who had made the promise. I love the way Psalms chapter 119, 59 reads in the Message Bible. When, you, when I take a long, careful look at your ways, I get my feet back on the trail you blaze. When I take a long, careful look at your ways, I get my feet back on the trail you blaze. Let me tell you, ladies, you have to put, we've put this whole night together just for you to realize that the God of the universe loves you and has a great plan for your life. No matter what dream you feel like is gone or dead or hasn't come to pass, this whole night is to remind you that you serve a big God, you serve a faithful God, you serve a God of the impossible. And you need to take a long, careful look at his ways today because he is perfect and he always comes through on his promises. He's always right on time and he's full of mercy. His mercies are new every single morning. He's full of a love that's out of this world. He wants to pour out his mercies onto you and he wants to take your fears away because there's no fear in perfect love. When you start to look at who he is, all of a sudden your circumstances begin to change. All of a sudden, your circumstances begin to shift. We need to take a long, careful look at his ways. We need to take a long, careful look at God's ways. The problem is, a lot of times, we take a long, careful look at our ways. Isn't that what we do? I know a lot of times that's what I do. But we need to take a long, careful, a lot of times we take a long, careful look at our ways or how we would do something or how we think something should be done because we're going to help God out, right? (laughs) 
you know, my family's in the process of getting a pool. And so I've been looking on Pinterest and I've been looking at different kinds of landscaping um, that we can do around our pool. And, you know, really I'm looking at plants. And I have this problem with plants and my husband makes a lot of fun and with fun of me because I'm either notorious for overwatering a plant or not watering the plant at all. And my mom, bless her heart, a couple, um, well, probably a year ago, she gave me this big, huge picture of ivy. And it's some kind of ivy that just lives in water. So praise Jesus, all I have to do is every week remember to just pour water in the pitcher because it doesn't need anything but water. And sometimes I do forget that, but I'm getting better when I see it start to droop. I remember, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta put water in it. So. I'm looking at different plants and you know, I've been looking a lot lately and I came across this plant that I had heard about before and I even saw it several years ago when we visited California and it's called a century plant. And now this plant is very interesting. God created this plant and for the first 10 to 30 years of its life, it's very small and bush-like in size. And I think we have a picture of it, yep. See, and you might think, Oh, look at that, it's so nice, a nice little cute bush-like plant in size. But you know what, at some, at some point between 10 and 30 years, all of the sudden, within 30 days, within a 30-day time period, it shoots up to over 30 feet tall. Isn't that crazy? For 10 to 30 years, nothing seems to be happening or changing with this plant. And then all of a sudden, it changes. It doesn't stay dormant after all these years. No, it comes alive. And you know what? Can I tell you, ladies? You don't know the seed that God's placed on the inside of us. You don't know the seed that God's placed on the inside of you. You may look at yourself and you may judge yourself and you say, you know what, I don't have the right kind of money. I don't have the right kind of looks. I don't have the right testimony. I don't have the right family. I didn't come from the right place. You may look around and you may judge yourself, but you know what, you don't know. You don't know the seed of life that God's placed within you. And you need to take a long, careful look at his ways. And if you will stop judging yourself or measuring yourself with the person on your right or the person on your left, and instead you'll look up to the most high God and you'll say, you know what, God, you are amazing. Your ways are miraculous and I trust in you at the right time, at the perfect time, that miracle will come forth. And that miracle came forth for Sarah and she conceived a child. See, first there's the fire of faithfulness, but secondly, there's the fire of fruition. It may be burning slowly, but it's burning towards its expected outcome. Sarah's slow burn of faith finally came to pass and the miracle is born. She gives birth to the promise. What was that like? What was that moment like when she realized she was carrying a baby within her after all those years? To see her faith come to fruition, Habakkuk 2 verses three said, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. For this amazing woman at her age to finally hold the promise, her promise. What was that moment like? You may be on a slow burn, but one day your faith is going to explode and it's gonna change the world around you. 
You may not be a bonfire big enough to warm your hands up to, but you keep on burning because you know that as you hold on to the promise that God has, your promise will come to pass. And Sarah sees her promise come to pass. You know what, all over this room, I just want you to close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to practice holding your promise. Practice seeing your promise. Close your eyes and just think about it for a moment. What are you believing God for? Is it for your prodigal son or daughter to come back home? Is it for you to find a husband that loves God and loves Jesus? Maybe it's for you to start a business that you've always dreamed about. Maybe to graduate and step into the career of your dreams. Maybe it's for your body to be healed. Maybe it's for you to hold a baby of your own. Maybe it's for God to bring restoration to your family, restoration to your marriage. Just think about it for a moment. Now open your eyes. You see, your promise is still there. You still carry it, believe for it, and dream about it. Because while you may not see nothing happening, while it may be burning slow, it's still burning. We're going to be faithful women who trust in God that works behind the scenes so that we can have our explosive miracle come to pass for us. You know what, I wish that was the end of the story, but there's another moment that we have to look at in Sarah's life and I really believe that it's going to speak to someone here tonight. I believe that there are ladies here tonight that feel like their promise is dead or their promise was sacrificed. Yes, Sarah had a fire of faith, and yes, she had fire of fruition, but one day Abraham came home and Isaac was a young man at this point, the promised child, and as he sends Isaac to his room, he whispers to Sarah that once again, God has spoken to him, and that God has told him to take Isaac up to the holy mountain and sacrifice him, to kill him as an offering to the Lord. You see, ladies, every time Sarah looked at Isaac, I think she felt the joy of the promise coming to pass. And now Abraham's telling her, pack our bags, Sarah. Pack us a meal because tomorrow I'm taking our son. So kiss the promise goodbye, Sarah. Kiss the promise goodbye because God's told me to sacrifice him. Now ladies, let me ask you, whose faith was stronger in that moment? I won't argue that Sarah's faith was greater, but it definitely was equal. And that is what we have to understand. There is still faith in your frustration. There is still faith in your frustration. The fact that you don't get it, but you continue to hold on is one thing. But then there are those moments that you know exactly what God's asking of you to do. And you can see it right in front of you and you are frustrated. The definition of frustration is the feeling of being upset, especially because of the inability to change something. So hear me loud and clear, ladies. Holding on in the frustration can bring your greatest miracle to pass. Because when Sarah held Isaac for the first time, it was the birth of a nation. When she surrendered and she let Isaac be taken to the mountain to be sacrificed, it signaled the birth of salvation because God would provide a sacrifice and this would be the first prophetic declaration that God would send a sacrifice for you and a sacrifice 
for me. Will your dream live? Yes, your dream will live. But will you hold on when it seems like everything's falling apart? Will you hold on in your frustration? When everything seems to be crumbling around you, when your promise is being taken away and you're watching it go up that mountain, will you hold on? Will you still burn? You know, I've watched faithful women in our church. I've watched their slow burn of faith. I've watched mothers bury their children. I've watched mamas taking their babies that are battling cancer and lifting them up every single day. I've watched wives walk alongside their husbands that are struggling with addictions. I've watched teenagers that have bounced from place to place that don't really have a stable home to go to. I've watched women that are struggling with breast cancer all the while trying to hold their families together, trying to be there for their families. It's a slow burn. What's the faith of frustration? It's the faith of 2 Corinthians 4 verse 9. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. It's the faith of Psalms 129. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, but they have not gained the victory over me. It's the faith of Proverbs 24 verse 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, he will rise again, but the wicked stumble and when calamity strikes. It's the faith of Micah 4 verse 7. Do not not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will arise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will light my path. It's the faith of Romans 8:35. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall troubles or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? It's the faith of 2 Timothy 3, verses 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. In other words, You can be frustrated, but are you still ignited? Are you still ignited? Is your faith still burning when everything around you is falling apart? You may have a slow burn of faith, and as long as you're still ignited to the Holy Spirit, it can change your world. You may say 1 John 5 verses 4, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. See. Faith is our victory because our faith is in the Son of God. We don't have our faith in good luck. We don't have our faith in good karma. We don't put our faith in good morality. We don't put our faith in voodoo. We don't put our faith in Santa Maria or in witchcraft. We don't put our faith in our family. We don't put our faith in our husbands. Our faith is on the cornerstone, the rock of ages, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is our rock, and who our faith is attached to. You know, Jesus said it best in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We don't need to put our faith in anyone or anything except for Jesus. What is your fuse connected to tonight? Is your fuse connected to the King of Kings, the one who knows your life from beginning to end and who has a wonderful plan and purpose just for you? Or have you connected your faith to something or someone else? Hebrews 12.2 says, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, we are, we are faithful and full of faith even in seasons of frustration because we know that everything that we are asked, 
asking God to do is based on what he's already done. Everything that God's asking us to do, he's already done. He's already paid the price. He's just asking you to step out in what he's called you to do. He's already won the victory. He's already done it all for you and for me. He hears every prayer you pray and he sees every tear you cry. And you know what, ladies? Someone here tonight needs to know he hasn't left you. He hasn't left you. He did it all just for you. And you know what? He's here with you now. Even right now at this very moment, he's here with you. You see, ladies, it's not the strength of the fuse. It's what the fuse is attached to. It's not the strength of the fuse. It's what the fuse is attached to. You see, the strength of this dynamite lies on the inside. And the strength that you need to hold on for all that it's worth, to hold on when everything seems to be crumbling around you, it's on the inside of you. God wants you to know that he sees you and he hasn't forgotten about you. He has a plan for you. And you may have waited decades for your promise, but you know what, don't give up. Don't burn out his miracle, your miracle, is on the way. You know, without the fuse, there's no explosive. Without the slow burn, there's no explosive power. It's what can move mountains in your life. Keeping your faith ignited so that at the right time, at the perfect time, God can cause an explosion to happen in your life. It's making sure that your fuse doesn't go out. Ladies, I'm talking about being faithful tonight through the slow burn of life. I'm talking tonight about being faithful through the slow burning process of your life. Whether you're here tonight and you think, you know what, my promise, there's no way. There's no way God could come through on my promise now. I've walked away from him. He, he, there's no way he can do it for me. You know what, ladies? The God of the universe put this entire night together, guess what, just for you. He's asking you to pull that promise back off the shelf, dust it off, and he wants to remind you that you know what? He has a plan for you and he has a purpose for you tonight. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.